Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 91 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a self-centered Sunday podcast. Oh, and I want to talk about the dorky parts of ourselves. Hi guys, welcome to a self-centered Sunday podcast. I'm Stace, host of the Stacey June Show. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing a moment that hopefully is for yourself um, and is something that you can do to go within and find your spark. Uh, and I just am grateful that you're willing to share it with me or or use my stories as a way for you to evoke that or to kind of um, shine a light on it. I feel so emotional today and I'm going to get stuck straight into it. This podcast is where I bring a feeling or a thought or experience from my week um, in hope that it gives you something and, and makes you self-reflect about what's going on in your life by sharing because I think... That is something that I find is such a beautiful part of life. But I um, I watched, it's just been a, a, a kind of a ripple effect of different things that have happened in, I guess, the space of five minutes. But I was watching Georgie Coughlin, who uh, is a reporter and you might know her as um, the work from the work she's done on the project uh, more recently, but she was a host of The Circle and she's done so much stuff across the um, media landscape for many, many years. Um, I've interviewed her several times in, on different shows and she is so divine. Uh, we were lucky enough when we did the Thinker Girls podcast to have really long extended chats with some pretty big names and um, and I remember being so pleasantly surprised at how how spiritual and how um, and how in touch she was with herself, but certainly didn't get that vibe from her with all the other work I'd done. It was obviously quite personal. And I really related to that at, at some point because I think in my uh, public um, public life or public work, the spiritual side and the self-care stuff that I now do is really, I guess, something I had in the background for a long time. And so I just always found those people that had that, I guess, form of practice or um, or had some other form of conversation, whether it was with themselves or with the greater divine or or with some form of religion or spirit as something that I had in common. And so I've always had that spark for her and and always just found her amazing. You know, often two girls that don't really know um, that many people on the red carpet, apart from the fact that, you know, you interview a lot of people, but but you, you do big events like that that are really daunting at early parts of your career and there's just p- particular people that will always go out of their way to say hello and make you feel welcome and just be so lovely and she was always one of them. I remember one year at the Logie she wore this ginormous skirt and um, and she was just the absolute talk of the like the fashion stakes that year and 
we just were speaking to her for a very long time. She was in, in very high demand for photos. And I just remember how much, how genuine our conversation was in amongst that chaos. And you don't always find that. Not that that's anyone's fault, but it just means a lot of people aren't as grounded as that. So when you get on onto the red carpet, it's very hard to kind of shush out all of the noise and the, the bravado and the ego and the pressure. Um, and she she's just herself. So the reason I'm talking about Georgie Coughlin today is because she was on The Masked Singer as the monster. A lot of the country has watched it. Um, I was dabbling in with it here and there, but I've followed the a lot of the media that she's done after the show because I am just drawn to this energy or this this light that is shining through with every single conversation she has about singing. And I think, you know, we've been around lots of people now that are starting to build a career in singing, that are looking to find a way in. Um, I've been very close to it in many different situations over the years. I've got close people that obviously can sing, close, close people that I worked with that I can sing, people in my own life that have auditioned for years, all these kinds of things. But this, the point of difference, I think, with someone that can really sing and someone that feels the heart that you get from Georgie is quite different. You know, you can be so technically gifted and kind of know that you can hit all of these notes and you've got this real beautiful um I guess, muscle or instrument in your voice. But there's something extra that takes it. Gretel Klein and I were having this chat um, a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, sorry. There's something that t- elevates you to a different place. And Gretel was also on that bloody show. Um, elevate you to a different place that, um, that I think is all about heart and connection with yourself. And because now putting the two together that Georgie had that and has that and then found at the right time for her to express that spirit through her music or her voice has just been this almost um, magnetic force. It's very energy-driven. And you can see at times she was shy about that. And it's interesting because, again, I think so many of us can relate to the things that feel really dorky to us, that may not may not be dorky at all to the external world or to anybody around us or to anyone that knows us or to anyone that, that hears about something that we love that we find dorky. And you can just kind of see that she was shy about it and there was elements of her that was, you know, really hesitant because she found that she loved it but she wasn't sure everybody else would and, and wasn't really sure it was for other people or it was for external an external kind of situation even if it felt so good to her and I so get this and I think you could potentially link something in your life to this as well where there's something that feels so safe and so wholeheartedly true and so I'm gonna get emotional again and so on purpose for you that it almost cancels out that it could be a reality or it almost cancels out that it's a job or it almost cancels out that it could be something other people could see because it's so personal and so um, and so true to you that it almost feels like it's kind of not just safer to be in this private place with you and it, whatever it is for you, but also that it's it's kind of too good to be true if it was to be celebrated. And I feel that with the work that I've done this year, you know, I've just found 
how much my head and my heart have started to marry together and how much that this journey was about me finding um, the confidence to do to do the work that I'm doing on my own and to be confident in that in my own right. And I've spoken about this over the past 12 months about how I have, you know, have been linked to some really great projects and some great people and done so much work collaboratively. But there was just something about how I felt when I worked individually and when I spoke about self-care the way I have and when I advocate for people looking after themselves and for doing the woo-woo stuff or the things that are eye-rolled or the things that are looked upon as corny or too much or in your face or dorky, all these kinds of things that I thought were really, I don't know, just scary realities of the kind of work I wanted to do. And it doesn't fucking matter. It None of it matters because I feel like where you feel your dorkiest and not a part of this cool club that doesn't exist is exactly the place we're supposed to be because if you're feeling dorky in something, that means you're feeling comfortable. You're not doing it because you think it's cool. In fact, you might even be doing it and you know that people don't think it's cool, but it doesn't matter. And so it was so funny to watch her, Georgie, come out of of that place and really kind of still be shy about it but know that it was everything she should be doing. And I, I really can relate to that that sense of quiet, private dorkiness that you do on your own. I mean, so many people, I wouldn't even tell people on air for a long time that I did angel cards and, and this kind of world for me was so private because I just – a was so scared it would be ridiculed and and looked at the way self-help was definitely spoken about in a in environments that people really questioned even I've got people in my life that still make me question things I mentioned to a friend something about the moon the other day and just got such a narky response and and I feel so sure and so confident in who I am now that it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really phase me anymore it just makes me look at them as a different person to me it doesn't mean anything to me and my path and the things that I want to do because when you start doing the dorky stuff more when you start telling people you're doing it more when you start actually activating it you love it and you enjoy it and you feel such purpose and such clarity and honesty around it that those things just don't stack up so today I feel very, very grateful um, because I'm coming, to, I'm coming to the end of some of my one-on-one coaching as well and, um, and just about to launch my first solo uh, event. And it's a talk that I wrote almost 12 months ago. Um, it's something that I wanted to tour, which I will next year. I'm finishing up my book. I'm finishing up some coaching one-on-one clients and I'm about – um, well, I've I've launched uh, an event with a beautiful, amazing, inspiring company called Beautiful Minds that will happen by the end of the year. And I just kind of look back and I'm going, this is all the stuff that I thought was so dorky that people wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know what I thought people would or wouldn't do. But um, there was an element of it for me that was so different to what I was striving for that just had me keep it quite personal and private and I just feel so uh, just so happy that I'm doing it and so happy that it's being 
Well, happy that I'm doing it. Even if it's being received well or not being received well, I've lost all of the expectation and ego around that. You know, when I've done, I've done events in the past, as, or you, even if you have a birthday party and you wonder how many people are going to turn up, there's just such a real energy and nerve around it. But when you're doing something that is that dorky place for you, that that real truth for you, those things just don't seem to matter as much. And, um, and it's just an incredible place to find myself. So... I have been completely touched by uh, watching people do similar things like this and really, really show that raw side of themselves and not raw in necessarily the way that this is how hard my life is, this is how good my life is, but actually showcasing what's true for them. And the only time I truly connect with stories of people sharing or oversharing in some people's minds is when you know it's coming from a place of honesty, when you know it is actually their story and they're not trying to mirror someone else's version or trying to share because that's the right thing to do that that the path is true to them and whilst there's a gazillion different people that are talking about mindfulness now while there's so many coaches while there's so many people that are in this space compared to when I started doing this work privately almost 15 years ago it is true to me this is true to me and that's why it works and it feels great and it will build the way it's supposed to build. So I just had a moment where I wanted to remind you that to it's not just to follow your dreams and it's not just to find ways to, um, to execute your passion. They're all very business principles. They're all very, um, I guess, results and ambition driven. What you need to be able to do is identify what your dorky place is. And that doesn't have to look like it works into work. It could be a hobby. It could be whatever it is. But what is your dorky place? What is the place you feel the dorkiest? And how can you sing in that more and and be in that more and be proud and more open with those around you about that particular part of you? Because I believe that feeling of, oh, my God, oh, I'm so embarrassed or this is shy is where a lot of us have the essence of who we actually are. A very, very big part of my workshop that is going to be in Sydney in December, December 8th, the early bird tickets are on sale now. The link is in my bio. They will only be on sale for another week or so, I imagine, at this price. You save almost $40, $50. Um, We've just started to put together goodie bags, which include crystals and jewellery and other beautiful things. So you get that in the price, which will be well, it'll be well worth more than the ticket price itself. But this workshop is all about finding what that dorky place looks like for you, finding where your truth is, finding what that that essence of who you are is on the daily. So it might not necessarily be like a singing career or some kind of form of self-care work like me. It's really more just about finding a way to have a conversation with yourself on the reg so you can use it when you're dating and figuring out whether that guy is for you or isn't when you figuring out whether you want to quit a job or go for another or take, you know, say to your boss something that's happening at work, whether you need to have a conversation with a family member or really elevate your relationship to a different place. All of these questions, anxieties and doubts we have in our life are all led to the fact that we have low, low amounts of conversations with this part of ourselves. And maybe not even low, maybe non-existent. Maybe you are running from your thoughts. Maybe you are running your life from your mind. And this whole workshop will teach you 
how to separate the mind and your intuition so you know the difference and you are able to come back to your intuition on the reg all on your own. It's not a workshop where you'll have this amazing experience and walk away and go, that was a great day and then move on with your life. It is a workshop for you to learn how to do it yourself and then access it into 2020 and beyond. So please consider coming. Please consider coming instead of your normal kind of Christmas drinks with some girlfriends. Do this for you guys. Do this for yourselves. It will give you back. It will be still fun. It's still me running it. So it's not going to be this kind of perfect bloody, I don't know. It's not. I don't take myself very seriously. So it's going to be a fun event still. It's a Sunday morning, so it doesn't take over your whole day. And if you do want to have a couple of rosés, and um, and make a day of it with lunch afterwards. It's in Double Bay, so you know you're everywhere. Um, you're, you've got access to some really beautiful spots as well. So let me know if you've got any questions. Um, and thanks for listening. This is such has been such an incredible year of growth for me, and I do feel like I am living this dorky life, this this real life. I feel so happy in it. I don't wish to be anybody other than this or be in any other place other than this. And it was hard to get here and hard to let go of a lot of the idea around who I was, who I am, who we should be, what other people think. And um, and once you land in a little bit of a comfier place with this dorky part of yourself, things just start to present in ways that are so epic and in the ways that I've always promised you Um, And it's happened to me in the past and it's happening to me again at the moment and I'm so, so grateful. So thank you. If you um, like this episode, please leave a rating and review, but more importantly, share it with someone that you feel like might need to hear it today. Is there a dorky part of themselves that they are, they're hiding and that maybe they want to, they want to put a spotlight on or potentially want to come along to the event and find a little bit more about who I am and what we're, what we are up to. I look forward to meeting some of you in December. Um, for those of you who are asking for dates for next year, it'll be early, oh, it'll probably be mid next year, maybe around um, May time, I imagine, that we will take it on tour. Um, give me some time to have a baby and finish up my book. Um, and so I will keep you posted with those parts, but it will be probably the major cities. Um, so if you are based in New South Wales um, and you're in kind of the Wollongong area or Newcastle or, you, you know, further, um, it'd be great to travel into Sydney for this event because I'm not 100% sure we'll get to those kinds of areas. So I hope to see you then. Thanks again for listening and I'll be back on Tuesday with a single Pringle episode. Thanks, guys. Love. Bye. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.